Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This message will self-destruct. What time is the game? It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, <laughs> 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 24 Reno. Blue Poncho, Blue Monday, Poncho. Monday, Monday, Red Monday. Polly, Red, Red Polly. Red 24 double Puma on one. Right, right. What is happening? This, uh, it already sounds weird. It sounds super weird. Hello, I, hello, hello. Yeah, and it's I, crystal I, clear. That's, I, I was going to say, I think, so weird. It, I think it's a weird, like, in a good way. You know, it's like, whoa, this is a studio. This is what it sounds like when you're in a soundproof room. How about that? It's been a while. I was beaten down. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is nice. It's going to take a long time to get used to. I feel like I'm flying a spaceship right now. I don't like the table. <laughs> or you take a shot. 17 <laughs> seconds to, to yeah, file you know, your first on-air gripe. McGinley, I'm uh, so glad engineering is not awake right got now. Got a slight issue. If we could go ahead and redesign the table, that'd be great. It's kind of in the shape of a football, and it doesn't make a lot of sense with two-person shows. It's a little odd. Dirt's to my left, so it's like I... I want to look at him, but I have a screen to my right. Swag is directly. I can see Swagard now. It's yeah. been eight weeks. Hey, what's up, Swag? How we doing? Your face looks good. Yeah, it does. Nice face. Nice face. I like these red lights on the mic as you turn yes. them on. That's a nice touch. Yes. A little, uh, a little idiot proofing. You know never what? Never hurts <laughs> us. McGinley, uh, McGinley told me it was the Colin mic. It, yeah, it is. He goes oh. since Colin Coward took over at Fox. And he introduced his show. He's got this same microphone. Uh, he just doesn't have the same mic. And so the light turns red when it's on, obviously, yeah. and it turns white when it's off. He goes, since that's happened, people want that mic. Wow. And he goes, it's not even necessarily the best mic, but people are obsessed with it. It's the Colin effect. They want to see the red light. When you got a red light go on, it's kind of yeah. it's cool looking. Can you change Colin the color Robert. of the light? I don't know. I don't know if there's filters in there. Can we personalize our lights? Can I have mine be green for during football season? Would you want it to be green? I think that'd be kind of cool. You want to take that to McGinley (laughs) right now? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Hey, so let's cut the table in half and reshape it, and then can we get some changing lights in here? It'd be awesome, man. It is a little odd. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm looking at you with a kink in my neck. (laughs) Like, I don't want to turn my head completely. Like, yeah, I'm looking at my laptop, looking at you. 
<laughs> but uh, no, it, it in all honesty, it feels amazing. Hopefully it sounds good because it's going to take a while for me to get used to this sound in my ears. I know. I don't feel like I sound good. No, I feel like I'm in an echo chamber and I can't tell if that's just the noise cancellation, the microphones, yeah. my headphone. I don't really know how to compute that. I think it's a good thing. I think all of this is a good thing. I do too. When's Ryden Cooley moving into his office? Did we clean all of our crap out of there? Is it all? Is it all gone? I'd imagine in like a couple weeks, right? They probably got to get some things nailed down. They're still finishing some stuff for us. I don't know. Here They'll and... be. It'll be pretty quick. So I'm gonna go take a picture of it during the next commercial break because okay. I don't know if anybody ever put a picture of that studio that we were in out, and we were in there for like six weeks, you two months. Okay, I thought you put one out when we first got in here. Yeah, I don't we know started. If we, did. we started the day after Labor Day. It's like yeah. September sixth or something. So we're two over or just about so two. Months. Just about two months. Yeah. God, it was that... a long time. Man. It was a long run. We deserve. Uh... We deserve an extra vacation day for all that. <laughs> you can take as many as you want oh, now, yeah. buddy. Company policy. <laughs> we, we don't have lot. vacation days anymore. Yeah, you're right. Touche. As long as you don't abuse it, just come and go as you please. That's what they tell us. I did not I did not line up um, events in my life properly. So I race in here like a madman. By the way, I hope everybody has their power. Like, holy crap, is it bad outside? Dear God, I woke up and took the dog out this morning and realized quickly. Oh, is it bad on the east side? Because the west oh, side, it's, it's raining, but it's not windy yet. Oh, it's yeah. on the west side. It's, it's bad. I realized there. I probably should have taken the wind chimes down. Wind, wind chimes are still up. They're <laughs> clanking and banging this morning. Clanking and banging. We're waking the whole neighborhood up. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty windy. So you know, I was kind of racing in here. I was nervous. Traffic was going to be here. I left a little later than I wanted. I had to find my baseball glove because I guess today we're going to play catch with yeah. Big John. I, I I gotta miss it. I have to get right to uh, pilots practice because my new I have a color analyst this year. Oh, Monday's the first game, so. Uh, I'm meeting him at practice, and we're going over things, and they practice at 9 a.m. Is so. it Poo Jeter? Uh, it is not Poo Jeter. Oh, that's, that's What's he bad. up to these days? Why are you saying Jeter? Because that's it, how it's pronounced. He's not a Jeter? No, I think it's he's a Jeter. Je- I think he's a Jeter. I've interviewed the man <laughs> at halftime. It's Poo Jeter. I don't know. I take Sprague's side on this. I saw a press conference yesterday where a soccer <laughs> reporter asked a guy what he thought about playing for Philly, and he's like, I don't play in Philly. And the guy's like, oh, sorry. And he just awkwardly <laughs> backed out of the <laughs> I'm going to leave now. <laughs> so I don't know if you're right. I'll look it up. But uh, yeah. no, so we're, put, we're supposed to play catch. I'm, I'm frantically looking for my glove. It's not where all my sports stuff is. And I'm like, great. I'm not going to have my glove for a catch. Ended up finding it. I get on the highway. It is just all hell's breaking loose. I feel like I'm discombobulated. I went to bed at 1230 last night. You went to the Post Malone concert, didn't you? I did. Wow. Well, so here's the thing. If you smoke any amount of marijuana... You like Post Malone, okay? <laughs> is that the F around and find out scale? Yes. Like no matter where you're at, as long as there's some in your life, you're going to like Post Malone? He's just got a real mellow, good no, vibe. No, if my son likes Post Malone, should I be concerned? No, no, it's legal. Okay, well. <laughs> it is indeed illegal, uh, not illegal to like Post Malone, yes. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> confirmed yesterday. Confirmed, confirmed. yeah, confirmed. Um. He just has a good vibe, and I've seen a lot of interviews and things. That he just seems like a genuinely good guy. He's a little young, I think he's like 27, and he comes out, and he like, it was really funny because he, he can't dance. And so his dance moves are a combination of a guy at like a drag show, is how my wife described it. Oh, okay. Like walking with a lot of sass on the stage. Okay. And then like just like doing weird things with his arms, but the crowd loves it because he's, you know, he's famous. He's like yeah. a floaty guy at a car dealership kind of thing. He's kind, Yeah, he's kind of like if wacky inflatable arm guy had legs, 
That's how Post Malone dances. Okay. And, like, he put on a really good show. It was a really, really good show. It was also the most diverse crowd I've ever seen in my life. Now, I, <laughs> I went to a Garth Brooks concert, and by diverse, I don't necessarily mean by race. I mean, I saw a 10-year-old at this concert, and I also saw at least a 65-year-old couple oh. at this concert. So it was like everything. There were every Everybody was at this concert in between those ages. And so uh, we go to that. I didn't know we'd be in the studio today. <laughs> he went way longer than I thought he would, which is a good thing. Yeah, I always want your money's worth. Absolutely. Did and he come on late, too, though? Was it a late arrival, or was he on time and just kept going? Well, the concert says start time 8. Never, yeah, that's... I, I, I told my wife, I go, the concert's probably not going to start till almost 8.30. 8.23, his opening act comes out. Okay, that's not bad. Goes for about for 40-ish minutes. They take another 25 to set up his... It's a bit of a long opening act in my book. Really? I cut it to a half hour. I'm not there oh. to see you. Take advantage of your opportunity. Really? Sing about five, six songs. That's about a half hour. And uh, adios. Let's get on with the show. Maybe, here. maybe it was. I'm, maybe I just didn't clock it. Um, maybe but you smoked too much weed. You can't remember. <laughs> I took one hit before we went in. We were good. Uh, Somebody said I smoke three ounces a month, and I do not like Post Malone. Oh, so I guess your theory is wrong. You must smoke some bad weed. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. Um, anyways, he comes out at probably nine thirty-five ish, and got done at like eleven twenty. Okay. So he, he almost went two hours. That's not bad. 11.20 being done. It's a school night, man. You got to get to bed. He's got a big enough catalog to go that. That was the other part is you take into account the artist and how big is the catalog? Because will they actually stretch out and give you the hits or will they cut it to like exactly an hour? I'm like, all right, bye. Yeah, that's all you're getting tonight. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, I can admit one thing. I've never heard of Post Malone song. Uh, you have. You just. I mean, like on a commercial, but I don't listen to that kind of radio. Oh, that's well. It's I don't. Listen, it's not the radio. I, just, I don't know when else I would have heard a Post Malone song. Apple Music. I it, I don't listen to Apple Music. I feel like when you say radio, it's, you're making it a bad thing. Like, oh, I don't listen to that pop music. <laughs> you're making me feel like a square. I just I don't listen to that kind of channel that would mm. play Post Malone on on the radio. I feel very confident that I've not come across that kind of radio station. Really, and I don't like on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you're listening to. It's not popping up. So maybe in a commercial, like I've heard him in like the Doritos commercial that he did, yeah. and I'm assuming that was a Post Malone song. Yeah, but outside of that, that's that's all I got. He's got every kind of. We figured this out in real time. Not that we didn't know, but he's got kind of. He checks a lot of boxes. The genres, just like the crowd, ranges from a lot of things. Yeah, there's like a rap vibe, a pop vibe. Yeah. It feels like a little bit of an emo vibe. Yeah. He's got a bit of a screamo thing in a couple songs. <laughs> Is that live on the air? Did no, you say that, that in our no, ear? That, that was live. That was in your ear. Oh, oh, that was in our. Now ear. I'm live. Now he's live. That was in our ear. Yeah, I guess I didn't notice. That's going to take a while to get used. Yeah, to. the talkback's going to be. Uh, I just I wanted to do that and see what your reaction would be. Well, I'm wondering in what we're segment just, we're just testing everything. <laughs> in what segment am I going to get finally seeing Swigard say "break"? Because he's been screaming it from behind a corner. Break! And the old studio. Mm -hmm. Now I'm assuming in the new one, you've been physically like making break indications. And I'm wondering what segment today that's going to happen. I think we just need to get a drop. We need to get the heat guy and pull the drop and just play the drop. I would actually be okay with that outside of interviews. Yeah, not I in the middle of an interview. interview. It'd be really funny, though, I'll, in an interview. Well, just while we're, yeah. like, BSing around, Absolutely. go, you know, fire off a dos minutos. Let's see what we can find. Okay. Know? All right.
Uh, so yeah, it's good to be in the new studio. I'm it a was. Tired. I was. I was over at the uh, VMC yesterday. I had to record a new episode of the Winterhawks podcast. Shout out Winterhawks podcast. Go check it out. Really good episode. It is funny being over there though on the day of a big concert and seeing how much just stuff goes into a show like that. Because I have no clue about concert schedules and who's coming and who's going, who's performing. And I pulled in and I I tried to park and it was just a ma- there was probably thirty seven semi trucks outside. In the Moda Center, in the parking garage area, around the Coliseum, there was like all sorts of buses that looked like just luxury buses that had these little windows that popped out of the side. And I was like, "Somebody's big. Somebody big is in town tonight." And I walked in, and I quickly realized, "That's yeah, Post Malone's here." All right. I was concerned of a couple things. This will show my age here. One, he had a fire thing going, like uh, on the set, like flames were shooting out everywhere. Yeah, he had flames. Behind the the stage, so we're kind of to the left of the stage. We couldn't see the screens. Yeah, there there were tickets given to us, so it's like whatever. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not gonna complain. But the fire goes off, and there was a curtain near the fire, and I was I I kept thinking, oh dear, I I hope somebody has measured that distance because the flame was really high. <laughs> you old man. Well, maybe those uh, curtains were treated. You, you know, they're man. special flame resistant fire retardants. Right. Of maybe that's what it was. He also excuse said, me, sir. This is a this is a fire hazard. Okay. <laughs> You're going to need to put that flame out. Yeah, because the fire marshal coming in and shutting down the show would go over well. He also had fireworks going off. lights go on. (laughs) He had fireworks going off. I was like, damn, man. I don't think I've ever seen that in the Moda Center. That's pretty cool. They do fireworks for the Blazers intros sometimes. They'll light them off at the top of the building. Really? I think they they did for the Memphis game. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I just haven't observed that. And the other thing was, when did bass become so hard that my teeth are like, Clattering. Like when did that start? I think it's the age of thirty three. I didn't I didn't Was like a concert it. in Memorial Coliseum or Moda Center? Oh no, he's Moda. Maybe Moda. it's Moda Dude, Center. He's, Post Malone's a big deal. He's he, Moda. He sold out every seat he had was wow. sold out. And I'm I'm not trying to exaggerate here. Uh I don't know. I was at the Dame game winner against the Thunder. He had a moment where it might have got louder than that somehow, and yeah. I can't believe that. I did enjoy I found out when I was over there yesterday talking to some folks that I guess Lizzo's in town tonight. Oh, no. So you go post Malone to Lizzo. Back Imagine to back. that teardown rebuild of the Moda Center, intense. And then I think coming in sometime this weekend is Dave Matthews' band. And I just I, 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 I giggled at that. The Man. difference of bands and concerts that are coming through the Moda Center. And they'll all be packed. And they're all oh, going to be yeah, packed with sure. a different audience start and all that. start the six-game roadie. <laughs> yeah, here come the concerts. They're rolling on in. There is one sick individual, and I say sick not in like a demeaning way, but there's one individual that has this schedule, and they are going to be at Post Malone, Lizzo, and Dave Matthews Band concerts. I promise you. <laughs> there's going to be one there's guy There's at there. least one guy that's like, hey, these are all kind of my jam. I mean, it's right up my alley. <laughs> got to check all the boxes, baby. All right, well, we got to get going. We have a lot to get to on a football Friday. If the weather in, 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 is an indication here and it's worse in Seattle, buckle up for 6-3. to three. Yeah, bet the under. Uh, yeah, I got some numbers on this Washington-Oregon State thing. Christian Capel writes for The Athletic. He is our resident uh, Washington Husky beat writer in our area, and he is going to hop on. Good friend of the show. So he'll hop on at 7.30 today. Uh, no KT. He gave me his picks, so I got his picks. Kept. I headed for Spraying the Line. We will spray the line at 8.30 and uh, a lot to discuss. Let's start in the diamond. Dirt and Sprague, happy football Friday. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, let's start in the diamond. I need to get used to controlling my own microphone. Yeah, turn your mic on, man. What the hell are you doing over there? It's been a long time since I've had a button. <laughs> uh, let's start in the diamond before we get to all the football stuff. Yeah, World Series, man. World Series. Is that the best game of the series so far? Easily. No, game one was way better than that game. Way better? Way better. Hmm. More runs, extra innings, five-run comeback, blown leads. Yeah, five-run comeback, I guess that's a good point. It's that's one of the biggest that. comebacks in World Series history. It was a good game, though. Yes, it was. I um, Again, where the poor planning comes in, I'm leaving right as Houston goes up. Uh, was it 2-1? And I'm just like, okay, great. I get to leave at the worst possible time, following <laughs> on a game cast. Ended up seeing the highlights when I got home. McCormick uh, robs Real Mo- Real Mo- uh, God, I'm not going to say his name. Real right. Muto. Real Muto, thank you. <laughs> That's close enough. You get one of those names. You just can't <laughs> say it right when you need to say it. Makes an incredible catch, though, and uh, the Phillies come up short. So now the Houston Astros have indeed won two straight games. They go back to Houston up 3-2 in the series. Yeah, Verlander gets the first World Series win. I was kind of hoping he was going to get a no decision. They came close to tying it in the eighth inning and then Rio Muto in the ninth inning. It would have been funny if he threw well and didn't end up getting a decision out of it. Even if the Astros won the game, they're now in the same spot they were in in 2019. I don't know how many people remember that series, but that was randomly won against Washington where every road team won. The Nationals went in and won the first two games in Houston. Houston went to D.C. and won three straight games and took a 3-2 lead back home. And then they lost game six on their home field and game seven on their home field. So they were in this spot in 2019, needing one win with two chances to get it in their own ballpark. And uh, we'll see if they can close it out this time. But that was it wasn't quite game one for me. There weren't quite enough fireworks, although it got off to a good start. The Schwarber home run in the bottom of the first to tie it was pretty cool and like, what, the second pitch of the game, whatever it was. The story, though, at the end was was the defensive plays. I mean, you mentioned the McCormick catch in center field. That was insane. Up against the fence, Harper. Har- Har- that throws me off when you talk back. So that's going to be really weird. The, the Harper was on deck. Like, that was, that was a huge moment in that game. But the one that I think people are going to forget about 
is the one in the bottom of the eighth inning where Trey Mancini somehow snagged a hot line drive ground ball from Schwarber when they had first and third, and they had a chance. They had just scored a run. They had a chance to tie it. It felt like maybe they were going to do it. The Mancini play in the eighth and then the McCormick play in the ninth, those were those were awesome. But the McCormick catch is the one that's going to live on, on highlight reels for a long time. So where are you at on this series? Do you think Houston's going to wrap this one up now, or is this like one of those it, I have no, no read on it? I have no read on it. I, I don't. I I can't say it's over because of the way Philly has played so far in the postseason. Like they, They've just had those kind of games where their offense can get hot and all of a sudden, like game game three, for example, they had five home runs in the first like four innings of that game, and they're the just they're that kind of team where they can catch hot. You have Wheeler going in game six. I think Wheeler's an absolute stud, and I expect him to throw a lot better than he did in game two. Uh, Valdez is not going to be easy to beat, but if you get game six with Wheeler on the hill, anything can happen in a game seven. What does it mean for Houston to try to close this thing out? Like in this run of like dominance and success, and also cheating. What does this World Series mean if they can close this thing out? Well, I mean, it, it te- technically makes you a dynasty when you win multiple titles. They, they're already trending in that direction because of how many World Series that they've been to. Yeah, that's how good thing. they've been. Uh, yeah, using that word. I'm glad you brought that word up. I mean, I think if you win multiple championships and you go to, this is their fourth World Series, it would be their second win. They've been to, what, six straight ALCSs or something six like that? Six straight like, ALCSs. Dude, that, you add a second title to that? Yeah. yeah, and all the cheating stuff, I mean, look, it's going to be fun for us non-Astros fans and we can bang trash cans when they come to town. That goes out the window. Hmm. I, I, I know it, it sucks to admit I don't want Houston to win the series, although I'd be glad to see Dusty Baker get one. But yeah. I think a lot of that goes out the window, man. There's only a couple of guys that are left on that, on that roster. There's only like three or four. From that team. They're in, I mean, they're the best-run organization in baseball, them and the Dodgers, uh, because of their consistency and the way they bring guys up. Like They lose Carlos Correa, who is one of the better shortstops in all of baseball. They're like, yeah, you know what, go ahead. We don't really need you anymore. And everybody's like, well, how, how are they going to replace him? You lose George Springer. You lose Garrett Cole. And all they do is just plug in another dude who's an all-star yeah. caliber player. And Pena might be their best player in this postseason. He was huge for them last night. Yeah, you say the Dodgers, and I, I don't mean to take anything away from Swag's team here, but the Dodgers just spend money. What the Houston Astros... No, that's not, no, that's they, not true. They, they develop, develop guys. guys. They got a lot of guys on their roster that they've developed. They do spend money to, they on do top spend of it. Money sure. on top of it, and they also use their farm system then to go out and yeah. be able to acquire guys. Yes, they can then sign them if they, you know, work out to giant contracts and keep them, as opposed to you know Tampa Bay that develops guys left and right, but they can't afford to pay them when they want to keep one. Yeah, but it's what what I guess I mean is it's nice to have a Giants fan getting upset and defending the Dodgers <laughs> here. I didn't expect that on a Friday. Uh, I mean, I will. They do a great job of developing talent. Well, okay, but they can also go get Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Like, those are nice yeah. pieces. Like, how many teams have the ability to get that? That's, that's A handful, five or six. Right, yeah. so that, that puts them in rarefied air. It helps with development when you can go get proven veteran players that are MVP level. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always – I mean, they only got one – one World Series title. Sure, and, and and this iteration of the Astros compared to the very first one that had success is different. They've lost guys and they've added new ones, but I, I still think I, I look at it, I just look at it a little different than I look at the Dodgers, where it's like the price tag for one team, and, and the, it's not the Astros haven't spent any money, but it's just like what they've been able to create with player development and culture. Yeah. I mean, to have that kind of culture where you can lose key guys – and then bring in new ones and still get right back to where you've been. I mean, I think that speaks volumes. It, it, I will always kind of make fun of it, but I, 
I wonder if they close us out on Saturday or even Sunday, because come Monday we'll we'll have a World Series champion. If they close it out on Saturday or Sunday and win the World Series, I kind of wondered aloud yesterday. I, I think it puts it to rest. Like it doesn't excuse the cheating for the year, but it it certainly diffuses. I it. think it takes it away a lot for people. Like you, oh, they cheated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then they came back and won a World Series after. And went to two others in the process. Sure, and it, sure. It wasn't just one year where it was like they ran into luck. Where I do agree with your point, they are they are more built on culture and development than the Dodgers. It's are. an underrated aspect of that franchise is. is the culture, and I think we forget about it because we we associate cheating culture with their real culture. And and sure, maybe it was a story of it. But I don't think it's it defines who they've been through the run. Well, I've long said I, I think they have. Look, did they cheat? Yes. I also think to a certain extent they've become kind of the Barry Bonds of modern baseball where they've been scapegoated. There were a lot of cheating scandals going on. That's a different good teams. Like, <laughs> yeah. we just, we're, the, we're acting like they're the only team that ever tried to steal signs or use technology. The, the Yankees and Red Sox had iPhones in the dugout. They were breaking rules. Like, there was a lot of teams that were doing shady stuff. And I'm glad that Major League Baseball has finally stepped in. They had the pitch comm thing, so you can't steal signs anymore. It was something that they needed to do. But I, I think to a certain extent some of the Houston stuff has been a hair overblown as much fun as I have piling on whenever they commit you know or, or whenever we want to make fun of them um, I, the, the comparison I'll make to another sport is is New England like New England won their first Super Bowl cheating blatantly cheating they, they filmed the Rams practice and they they stole their signs like that that is that's as blatant a cheating as you can get in the National Football League and at least at first it was likely cheaters cheat you know I can't remember how many years later the story came out what helped them and what killed that narrative was they kept winning yeah and you knew they weren't cheating every time that they were in the Super Bowl or at least they didn't get caught cheating every time they were in the Super Bowl I would say that <laughs> like we, maybe they did but they didn't get caught in in, in uh, successive Super Bowls and so I think that ended that narrative right so it's one of the reasons that I when people bring it up about New England I just kind of chuckle like they won six championships over 15 years or what 20 years whatever it was yeah you think it was all because of cheating you think they won all six like yeah I'll grant you the first one and if you want to go down the deflate gate road I, I, I thought that was stupid but this is this is exactly what Houston needs. If you win this, it gets a lot of people off your back. Uh, and I'm still hoping that it doesn't happen because I'd love to see the Phillies win two games in Houston this see, weekend. And there's a part of, I don't I don't like the Houston Astros. I never have. They used to be the Braves division rival, and so even though they went to the AL West, I I still don't like them. I never have. But I think I'm closer to a point of being happier for Dusty Baker to win his first World Series as a manager. Then I am watching a division, a current division rival, be the third NL East team to beat them in a World Series. I kind of want the Phillies to be the one NL East team that can't beat the, the one Astros. that can't get it done. The one that can't get it done. <laughs> that would be funny if you had like three and four years, three NL East teams in four years beat the Astros in the World Series. All, two of those. Well, I guess it'd probably be three of them. Did did the Nationals win ninety games, or would you have three NL East teams sub ninety game winners? No, beat I thought them? the Nationals won their division that year. They were. They got off to Pretty. the horrible start. They were like 18 That's and 31. I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. Hold on. Okay, look that up. Uh, we can find that out. I'll ask you guys this, and then we'll go here. If they are properly punished. They did not. The Braves won the division. They, well, they did win 90 games, though. They won 93 games that year. Okay, it'd be kind of funny if you had three. I remember they teams. beat the Brewers in the wild card game. Josh Hader blew a lead. They were going to lose that wild card game. And the Nats used to be a team that always choked in the playoffs. And everybody was ready to make fun of them. And I think a right fielder for the Brewers dropped a ball or something, and they came back and won the wild card, and then they went on that run. If the Astros are properly punished when the cheating stuff's going down, 
is that change? Does that change it for people in terms of how we view and see them? Like, because that that was the biggest thing I thought was they yeah. got caught, and then MLB basically shrugged their shoulders and said. Don't do that again. And we were like, really? That's the punishment? I mean, they hit the organization pretty hard. They just didn't hit any of the players that cheated. Yeah. So to that extent, yes. I, I do think it's a little different. I, I think people are more understanding. Um, and, I, you know, you're getting this. I know apples to oranges. But you're getting this a little bit in the Kyrie situation, right? It's like, how many times have you been asked to apologize? All you got to do is come out and say sorry. That's all you got to do. You don't have to double, triple, quadruple down. And every time he does that, it makes it worse for himself. And I think baseball would have been better served, although there's the whole players' union thing and going down that road. It wouldn't have been easy, but I do think fans would have been more understanding if the players got hit with 40, 50, 60 game suspensions that were included in it. All right, we got a lot more to get to today. Oregon State is in Seattle playing the Washington Huskies. Christian Capel will join us an hour from now. We'll get his thoughts on this matchup and uh, who to favor if the weather is as awful up there as it is down here. And we'll spray the line coming up at 8.30 today. So get those spray line sponsors in at the fan text line. It is 6.30. Dirt and Sprague, we're back with more. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, coming up is the Phil Knight Invitational. And we have a, a your chance to win two tickets for the six sessions of the PKI and Woo-hoo-hoo! Phil Knight Legacy Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments at Moda Center, Memorial Coliseum, and the Child Center this November. Uh, if you listen for the code word and text it to 503-250-1080, you can enter to win for your chance to win that. Um, visit 1080thefan.com for complete details. And the code, if you're wondering, mm, what is it? PKI to 503 That's all you got to do. You said PKI. PKI. 503 uh, Now, they don't have to do the dashes here, right? It's just in my script here of sorting out uh, letters? I believe so. Okay. I think, I think that's a hooked on phonics. Make yeah. sure you sound it out. P. PKI. K. Just gotcha. text that in anytime uh, during the show. And that tournament's going on November 24th to the 27th. Yes, I'll be Thanksgiving there. weekend. I'll be there on Thanksgiving watching my Beavs beat Duke. And uh, it's going to be a great time. I will be there uh, first thing. We got the first game, Pilots in North Carolina. What time is that game? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Thanksgiving morning. That's right. Get your apple cider donuts. When do my Ducks play? When's their first game? I think it's like at 6. On Thanksgiving night? Yeah, they're in Moda Center, too. So the Pilots and Ducks are in the same bracket. The Beavers and uh, Portland State are in the same bracket. (laughs) I think the Beavs play at 2.30 that day. Yeah, they're uh, they're in Memorial Coliseum on the first day. Then they flip on the Friday. The day I'm going to try and go is Black Friday. I know we got to do shows, but the Civil War is not that day. It's not till Saturday. Get done with the show. Now, we got that day off last year. We got Black Friday off last year? Yes, we did. Are you sure about that? I'm positive about that because you have no idea about the number of emails that went back and forth between me and management so are we getting that day off this year that because the game the the, the game's on saturday yeah and you will have 12 hours of uh duck pregame coverage i'm sure at some point <laughs> leading into that so starts at midnight the night before you know exactly ducks overnight so uh so yeah ducks it, it is it is technically a and we will have a ducks game on, on the station Friday, at yeah. some point the pilots will play over yeah. on 9 10 
That's I a think good point. noon or something. So, all right, we'll see. Have we come up with a name for the rivalry yet, or are we just never going to have one again? I mean, I'm just I, rolling with the old one until we get a new one. Yeah. That's my thing. You want I, you want a new name? Give me a new name. You're gonna yeah. Get, you you could get canceled for that. I don't think so. I mean, well, we've had a listener quite literally tell us he's going to cancel us for that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still here. We talked about this last I, year, and you said the same thing, and a listener was like, "Oh, look at you being racist," and we're like, "Well." You know where you can find me? In my new studio! <laughs> that definitely needs to be a drop. Uh, or in a commercial or something. <laughs> I'm still here, baby. I'm still standing. <laughs> Haven't been canceled yet. Yeah, I just, give me a new name. I, I'm not going to call it the Oregon-Oregon State game. Nobody can come up with one because nobody wants, everybody wants to be the creator of the nickname, but nobody wants to take somebody else's. That's the problem here. Everybody's got the ego. Yeah. Everybody's given. We have, and largely, a lot of people are given the same nickname to that game, and nobody wants it to stick. No, I don't like that. I, don't know. I think we should. Be, all the folks that came together and wanted the name to go away. More power to you. So five people. Let's get them back in a room together, yeah. and they they workshop and come up with a new name. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, well, I think it should. With great power comes great responsibility, Brandon. I learned that in a superhero movie many years ago. The, the problem is you cannot, you you ha, the nickname has to organically just yeah come from it. You can't just be like, well, it's we're not going to happen. It will never happen organically. But if you if you put those people in the room, Dennis Dixon and uh, whoever else was involved, Dennis Dixon was like the lead one on that. Sure, I believe. If you put him and like everybody else in that room that did that, they're going to come out with a name that we don't like. That's the problem. It's not going to be a nickname that sticks the way the last one did. Yeah, well, because we had it for 100-plus years. Yes, I know. That's a, it's a long I, time I, to have a nickname of a rivalry I game. know. And that's why nothing will ever naturally just yeah, happen. It's because... hard to just undo it at that point. <laughs> yeah, but it's been around. It's like, like, imagine it not being the World Series anymore. It's just the baseball championship. Like, how long would that take you to not call it the World Series? Well, that would never happen, though. That's I'm, the problem. And I'm just it. using a yeah. hypothetical scenario there. They need to bring the trophy back at the bare minimum. Like, bring the trophy back and make it play for something, you know? Make I think that, that's a good way to put a new spin on it, for I, sure. I do, too. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, a lot of other rivalries do this. It's it's fun. And watch the team hoist yeah, the trophy. Every stinking rivalry in the Big Ten has something they play for. The axe or the old oaken bucket or yeah. whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Somebody said, if you're going to get canceled, it would not be for saying Civil War. There's a lot of things that probably could have gotten us canceled over our career. I I think that are a little bit higher on the list than that. I don't even know the climate anymore. Whatever. However you get canceled, I don't know. What's what's the climate? What's it like? I I think it's an atmospheric river. That's what the climate is right now. Feels like that for sure. I know it's that for Kyrie. You want to talk about that at all? I don't want to talk about that. No. It's funny how you ask for an apology basically three times and don't get it until... You take the money away. It's yeah. funny what happens when yeah. the money goes away, isn't just... it? Suddenly somebody's so highbrow and so well-informed and educated and third-eye looking ahead of what you see, it's funny how that ego gets knocked down to a full-page Instagram of, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's so That's what makes this so upsetting to me is that that douchebag, is toiling in in just hate rhetoric and doubles and triples down in post-game scrums, post-practice scrums, press conferences, 
and tells you that you're the idiot. Hey, no, you don't know. A reporter goes, have you realized or have, has it sunk in how hurt you've created people? And he responds with, where were you when I learned about my family's history 300 million years ago? Yeah, no I would have responded, you were probably nine years old. I don't know where I was. So he doesn't apologize, yeah. and then they suspend him, and they take the money away. What's he do? So you, you have this, you take this grandstanding approach as if nobody is as smart as you, but it's it's so, and you're not this big sellout, and you're a man of the people. I'm, I'm a voice for the voiceless. It's what he called himself during the pandemic. Imagine how douchey you have to be oh, to know. call yourself a that voice. That he called himself a beacon or something. For the voiceless. <laughs> he called himself a beacon of light. No. And it's funny how all that goes away the yeah. minute the money dries up, isn't no, it? No, I thought Wilbon had the best. They had him on during SportsCenter, and he just... He just filleted him. It was great. He's a moron. He's I mean, an easy he's guy to fillet right moron. now. He is. Uh, he is an easy target. I, I. It was quite funny to see the Instagram apology come up in the aftermath of getting suspended. Dude, you know what would have been more impressive, actually, and despite all of your incredibly dumb, like I don't promote Alex. I'm not promoting Alex Jones. I'm just retweeting but he, him, but I'm retweeting him, and he's actually right. Like he, he's right about secret societies I, and the uh, yeah, I'm, the Freemasons. Yes, uh, he's off. I just read a book about conspiracy theories. Kyrie is in chapter eight of that book. He is gone. Um, it would have actually been a little better, I think, for him to just never do it instead of like you really just showed everything you're about. You are the fakest deep thinker in the league. Oh, yeah. And the minute you lose a paycheck, oh, look who apologizes now. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I hate that crap, man. You want to set a moral standard of my truth? Okay, then live it. Yeah, actually follow through with it if that's your truth. Follow through with it, lose your pay, and don't say anything then. But no, he loses his check, and look who comes crawling back. I'm sorry. <laughs> please forgive me. Can I have my money back now, please? Is that, how this, is that how this works? And by the way, Joe Fish made a good point. I will go to football here. Joe Fish made a really good point. NBA with just absolutely crappy immoral stuff going down over the last few months. This is what the NBA's had. Robert Sarver, M.A. Udoka, Miles Bridges, who got a plea bargain yesterday. Yeah, I forgot about the Miles Bridges story. Draymond Green in practice. Kyrie Irving. Uh, Josh Primo in San Antonio showing his thing nine times to his like, team psychologist. I quite enjoyed his lawyer's statement saying he didn't knowingly expose himself. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? That's your argument? Well, I mean, he might have exposed himself, but it wasn't knowingly. Did he walk in with boxer briefs without a button on the front? <laughs> he didn't know his wang was sticking out of his shorts. What, what kind of phrase is that? Knowingly expose himself. Somebody said Josh Primo really did this, and they put out the gif of from Ferris Bueller nine times. Nine, nine times? Nine times. Nine times. Keep it in your pants, man. And don't forget Anthony Edwards. That's what the NBA has yeah. had the last, like, two months. You mentioned Draymond Green punching the S yeah. out of his teammate. Yeah, did, yeah, had that, too. That's the NBA. It's been a good run for you guys. Hey, the Bucks are undefeated. We can't talk about him. Can't talk about Giannis and how great he is. I mean, we can. We can be the trendsetters. We can be the people. I, I know. Follow us to the promised land. We, we do. We are. But I just, I had to rant about that because I, I hate the highbrow, I'm smarter than you guy, who then instantly backs down from his position because you've taken his money away. Yeah. Immediately. It just shows how spineless you kind of are in the whole thing. Enjoy that suspension, Kyrie. All right, 645. Let's get into football. It is a football Friday. Dirt and Sprague. We'll get to that next on 1080 The Fan. All right, we'll go back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on this uh, beautiful football Friday. 
Hey, that was my first time. Can I give you a, a short guy problem here? <laughs> yeah, sure. My feet don't touch the ground. It's really bothering me. <laughs> I got to put them up on the chair. I got a little ledge on the chair, but then my, my legs are up. And they're like on the bottom of the desk. I can't put my chair down that low because I got a computer screen here and I can't dangle the mic down that low. I got little, I got little kick legs over here. So when, when you say things like that, Whee! yeah, I, I think one, I think of the word wee. <laughs> and then I also just picture a happy-go-lucky guy sitting at a bar who's shorter than everybody else, and his legs <laughs> just kicking out like, he's having, having Danny a DeVito there. Yeah, a little bit of Danny DeVito. Short guy problems, man. This table's too high. I'm going to file a lawsuit. This is heightism. It is a weird table. Should have been a lower. Should have been a lower table. <laughs> Why did we build a table to the side of Jason Sakanic? Huh? That's unfair. Heightism. Are you the shortest one on the fan? Yeah, you are, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it's close. Jordan, Danny's that, not that tall. Jordan's not that tall. Yeah, Jordan's not very tall either. I, yeah, well, I guess that's a good point. Danny used to tell me he was six You know six what? Patrick foot. might actually be smaller than me, too. Patrick's a tiny dude. Yeah. Well, Danny used to tell me he was six foot, and then I saw him in person. I stood what? next to him. I'm like, what? Listen in your yeah. high school football roster, six foot? <laughs> I was six four in my senior night in basketball. I couldn't believe my coach did that. I think no. Danny's taller than me, but there's zero chance that he's six feet tall. Well, I said he started there, and then it went down a little bit. So yeah. I'm, I'm more... Why would you do that? Why? Well, you know... People know immediately. Everybody wants to be a little taller. I mean, sure, I could tell you all I want that I'm 5'11". The second you see me, you're going to know I'm full ass. I think my senior year, I was listed at 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two, That's go. reasonable, though, for yeah, you. I am 6 feet tall. I'm exactly 72 inches. Yeah, you're a tall guy. We never settled if you were taller than me or not. The photo's out there. It's for people to decide. Yeah, we didn't get a clear, concise... Uh, I think you people. are. Some people were voting me, and some people were voting you. He was wearing the hat. Swag was doing more of like a head up kind of thing, too. Yeah, some people like. were noting your head was up a little bit. Some people uh, were noting my hat I, was on. So it was like, I don't know, the whole thing. Uh, uh, I, I consider myself short, so. It's messed up, man. That's kind of a weird thing to say. That is. You're six foot. You're not short. You're not the tallest, but you're not short. The average person is like five, nine and a half. You want to know what short's like? Why don't you come walk a day in my <laughs> shoes, huh? <laughs> see you go to a concert in this body. <laughs> Try and see over the crowd in front of you. Um, speaking of uh, good crowd size, what's the crowd size going to be in Boulder? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched a Colorado game all year outside of the Oregon State games. So really? I don't know. What's the weather like? If there's any inclement weather, it'll be sparse. Hopefully it's snowing. That'd be kind of cool. Good snow college game. It looks like it's sunny. It's going to be 59 oh, and sunny. Beautiful. That should be a nice day. 59 degrees uh, and sunny. Then you might get people just wanting to be outside and join things. It's a 1.30 local time kick. Have they had good crowds this year? I, I, I know they rushed the field when they won their one game. I don't know if they've had good crowds. Uh, Not yeah. compared to, like, past Colorado teams, certainly. Sure. But yeah. I'm assuming you think uh, I think there'll be well, – and the question will be how many ducks are traveling because that's a cool place to go. I think there's a decent amount of ducks that already live in the state of Colorado anyways yeah. that are maybe going to that one road game because it's easy to get to. That's a stadium that's high on my bucket list. Boulder. I've never been to Boulder, and I'd love to go to a game there. It's. I don't really have any. You know, I don't know what dirt has here. I. I don't have anything for this game. This game's going to be awful. It's not going to be good. I'm going to record this, and if something happens, I'll go rewatch it. But as I said yesterday, probably won't even watch this game. It's a real damn shame. Somebody tweets out yesterday. The Fiesta Bowl highlights from when Oregon, Colorado played in 2001. Maurice Morris, Sammy Parker. God, I love that team. Joey had a good day. Like, yeah. they, they killed them. And they made you believe in the state of Oregon. Like, Oregon should have been in the national championship game. I know that was my opinion watching it in real time. I'm like, how did they not get an Addy bid for this? Like, 
Colorado's not even on the same level. No, no. It's really a damn shame what's happened to that program. And I, I don't know who it's going to take or how viable it is to make Colorado good again, but it's a real shame they're this bad. Yeah, I, I would argue that if, if you could find somebody like Jonathan Smith that could dig Oregon State out of the depths that they were in with Gary Anderson – and they're now what six and two or whatever it is. They have a chance to win tonight. Like they're six and two. Thank you. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't remember they're five and two or six and two with bye weeks. It's all my brain's jumbled. But they're already going to a bowl game. You got a chance to win tonight. Like you could legitimately finish in fourth, fifth. You know, somewhere up, up near the top of the Pac-12. Go to a decent bowl game. If you could do it in Corvallis, Oregon, you can do it in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Why haven't they done it? McIntyre did it the one year. Got them to the Pac-12 title game. It was a great story. I mean, when was the last time Colorado was legitimately? Good. I don't know when New Heisel was there. Is I mean, that, for a, for an extended period of time, it's been a long time. But they had a year where they were in the Pac-12 championship, as you pointed out. That, but yeah, but like that's a one-off to me. If you look yeah. at the longevity here, the I last think you decade, have to go back to the time they were in the Big Twelve. It, it's for sure the Big Twelve because they've been nothing but a joke largely in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, it has honestly been since the end, since that Fiesta Bowl era, since the Gary Barnett. I mean, they had yeah, uh, Barnett. What they do after the Fiesta Bowl? So the Fiesta Bowl the next year they won nine games, then five and seven, then eight wins, then seven wins. So not great. So after Fiesta Bowl, they really just kind of fell off. You're going to bowl games and they had they, they turfed Gary Barnett and they brought in Dan Hawkins and that just torpedoed the entire thing he yes, never won more than five games in a season they brought in John Embry for two years he Boy, was terrible he that was, was the first coach for them in the Pac-12 in the Pac-12 they went three and ten one eleven Mike McIntyre came in he had the one season where he went ten and four I can't remember why they moved on from Mac did he get in trouble it, for something no it got bad okay. like I, I don't remember what his last record was but it, his last two years they were five and seven I would hope that Colorado wouldn't fire well, they had they high, I think they have higher expectations for themselves, and I think that's the thing that's tough. Is and McIntyre is probably not the guy, but they have higher expectations for themselves. I mean, it's a, they do have a great hit. I mean, back to the early '90s and Bill McCartney and what he did there. I mean, that's a that's a proud program, and they've been uh, they've been down on the dumpster for a long time. But, but Carl Durrell was such an odd hire. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It, it didn't make a, a retread that we hadn't seen a long time in college football. Maybe you're right. I, I think it's a, it's a good comp is if Oregon State can win one game, get the right guy in there and be what they are now. I think that's a very good point. I do wonder if Biennemi, who is kind of turning into the Brian Shaw of the NFL, the assistant that you're always like, why is he not got a job? He's highly respected and liked. Never ended up getting a shot, and when he finally did, it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Biennemi swings and misses again this year in the cycle if he says – I've enjoyed coaching Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to my alma mater, and I'm going to try to turn that thing around. I'd be cool for Colorado if he did. I I, I read the Carl Durrell hire as almost um, they tried to go. They they went the route that some Oregon players, former alumni, wanted Oregon to go. I think they were burned by getting a guy in Mel Tucker out of the SEC country who kind of he started to go in the right direction, even though they were only five and seven in that year. We act like they were dominant. They were five and seven, but then one year in, he gets he gets poached. And I think they went the, we can't have this happen again. We don't want to, like, let's, who's a safe hire that we could go get? Maybe it's a guy that we trust that if he gets offered another job, he's been through stuff in his career. He's not going to jump at the first opportunity. And they went the safe route in Carl Durrell. And it, it did not work out. That was a horrible hire. And my overall take on that is, like, you can't be afraid, man. Go get the next big offensive mind. Go get a young coordinator to bring energy into your program, to do something different. Like, I don't want Kenny Dillingham to go, but I'd hire him in a heartbeat if I'm Colorado. Even if he leaves in two years for a bigger job, you can't play that fear game. I I got more on this coming up in the second hour. You know who I would hire? And I'm not kidding when I say this. You got to get weird. At this point, you're desperate. 
I go get one of these Sunbelt coaches that yeah. has one of these great fun offenses, and I say, be entertaining. Let's start there and then see where it takes be you. Be entertaining is an underrated thing, and I'm glad that you said that because that's what I'm consuming in football now. I'm, in, I'm consuming entertainment. There's some good teams that aren't fun to watch. Oh, for sure. And I like watching the fun teams. Does that win? Eh, time will tell. Uh, loaded second hour, a lot to get to. Oregon State at Washington. Some more college football. Christian Capel, Dirt and Sprague, Hour 2 on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 